And welcome to a special episode, a joint episode of Coming Down the Aisle and the call up. My name is John Swallow, aka J Bone. And we got not a guest, but a co-host this over this uh special run. We got I am Kenny from the Call Up Podcast, and you can also catch me on the Running Pod doing my uh, Kenny's corrections. Yes, yes, very entertaining, man. And whenever you're doing that, I'm I'm screaming there with you. When those guys, there's something a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but they they couldn't remember the name. I'm like. They were like, "Oh my God, Kenny's screaming at the radio!" I'm like, "I'm also screaming at the radio." <laughs> what's, cra- what's crazy? What's crazy about it is, is like when I when I started doing that, it was just like they they started the podcast, and mm-hmm. you know, like obviously, like I'm friends with them, yeah. and they said, "Hey, take a look at the you know, we just started this new podcast. Take a listen to it. You know, follow us and stuff mm-hmm. like that." And I said, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it." So I was sitting in my car first time I listened to it, and um. I think it was like Tom. Tommy had like a couple of things wrong, and I was like, "Oh, he forgot this." He forgot. So then, when he, when they asked him, when they said, "Um, hey, so what do you think of the show?" I said, "Well, I think the show is great, uh, but you did miss like this, <laughs> this, this, and this." And it's like, and he was just like, "All right, cool." And then I didn't even I didn't even think anything of it. And then the, like the next episode that they did, they like mentioned me and said like, "Oh, hey, like he corrected us on this, which was great." <laughs> So then I kind of just kept on like every week, like just sending them stuff. And then they kind of was just like, hey, we're just going to have like a segment for you. Just like, <laughs> like in these directions. And I thought they were bullshitting me at first. And I was just like, what? And then they was like, yeah, sure. And then it just like blew up into that. And nice. I'm a, and then I'm an impact fan. So yeah, me too. Uh, I love yeah. that too. <laughs> so, so they gave me, they gave me like the impact minute, which is, which is funny because like literally the first time I did it, I took like four minutes and it didn't take a whole minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so when I said this to him, he was like, hey, this is four minutes. And I was like, I'm sorry, but you guys, it's, it's a lot to fucking cover. It was, but, but it was a lot that week. It was like, yeah. it, was, it was a crazy week that we Yeah, had. that first week when I, when I did it, it, there was a lot to talk about. Yeah. But, but I kind of just do the highlights now. It was like what I thought was great for people mm-hmm. just to like, you know, yeah. just to look at. So I keep it under a minute now, which is yeah. great. Or fifty five seconds, or fifty six seconds, whatever they're either, counting. E- either one. I'm, I'm probably gonna break the record one day. So it's gonna be like thirty seconds. And then, like, Damn, but did anything happen? But yeah. Well, uh, for this special episode, as you probably saw by the title, we're gonna be talking. Uh, you know, it's Black History Month. We're gonna be talking about influential um, black wrestlers, uh, and you know those who uh you know impacted the industry but you know just in- impacted society as a whole too um i you know I, I felt like this was an important discussion to have and uh and especially you know with the our current the current roster the current roster we got we got a lot of you know uh representation from the african american community mm-hmm. So uh kind of wanted to maybe do a uh, trickle down and just talk about just kind of go back and forth and talk about influential uh, wrestlers. How's that okay. sound? That sounds great to me. Well, I uh, guess I can. You want to start it off? I guess we'll we'll start it off. Yeah. Um. So um, I've done done a little bit of research and want, because I wanted to go way back. Uh, and I started looking up uh, some guys. Uh, uh, one of them was uh, Rufus R. Jones, uh, uh, aka Freight Train Jones. 
um, was a former NWA tag team champion. He worked um, uh, primarily in St. Louis, in St. Louis territory. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of him or whatnot, but uh, this is I've, I've heard of him, but I, I just just now doing my research on him uh, found him pretty interesting. Uh, but he, he tagged uh, with uh, Bob Geigel, who was uh, very uh, influential in that territory. Mm-hmm. And they became uh, NWA Tag Team Champions, uh, I believe, in 73, if I remember right. Have, have you, is this the first time you've heard of them or anything? Yeah, that, yeah, that's the first time I've ever heard of them. Um, I have went back and, you know, now because I do a lot of research on stuff. So just to, like, um, pretty much learn about other wrestlers that they were like before like the attitude era and like wwf mm-hmm. era like when i was a kid so like that's the first this is the first time i've ever heard of, of him so mm-hmm. i had to really sit there and like read up on a lot of things so yeah because i'm not too familiar with uh nwa so yeah the, there's some stuff about nwa like especially the 70s i'm, I'm not either it's just 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 in general uh uh, and uh, I, I do, I have heard Jim Ross talk about him a little bit here and there on his podcast. Uh, mention him, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, he so he actually passed away actually in '93, so it was, it was a while back. Um, and I believe it was through due to some um heart condition, mm-hmm. um, but uh. I've, I've heard about Jim Ross talking about him a good bit on his podcast every once in a while. Now, this is not the current format, but the when he was with Grilling JR, uh, it was just him, you know, going on a monologue. So uh, I haven't heard him talking about him here recently, but, you know, we know Jim Ross is a historian of the business. Mm-hmm. He's been and around so, for like a really yeah, long time. He's been around for a while. So, uh, yeah, so Rufus Jones, our first guy. Um, so. Um, I guess we can uh, move on to our our next guy. Uh, who you got, Kenny? For me, um, it took when I was doing the research on just like like famous African American wrestlers. Uh, I got to know what was it, a uh, Bobo Brazil? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was known as one of like the pioneers of um, African American wrestling. Like he was like one of the first recognized stars. And um, back in the um, like late eighties, like I'm say like sixties, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he yeah, it was like sixties. Yeah. Yeah. So like in his career, like he you know wrestled like all over, and he was like I said, he was one, he was considered one of the like their top stars that like mm-hmm. broke the barrier to have other people of color come in and actually you know go out and perform. Right, right. He, uh, I believe, he became a WWE Hall of Famer. Yes. Uh, was it ninety five? It was very early on into the, the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh, from uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> Man, nineteen twenty four. He was born. Uh, can't imagine what the things he saw uh, in Arkansas and, and whatnot. But uh, professional wrestling career, he of course, like you said, uh, he was uh, he had many matches with uh, Killer Kowalski, Dick the Bruiser, and Johnny Valentine and the Sheik. Man, those are all mm-hmm. top names just in the industry in, in general. Um, and he. Uh, Let's see, he passed away actually in 1998. 
I mean, he had yeah. a long, long life. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm trying to see when he was. Uh... Okay, so he actually retired in '93, a four-decade career. His last official match was against uh, Kelly Kinski, the son of, of Gene Kinski. And then he was uh, inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 1994. And what's Um, crazy? What's crazy about it is like if you see his build. So like mm -hmm. like his uh, build weight was 270, but he moved in the ring like he was a cruiserweight before 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 there were cruiserweights. Like if you check out some of his matches, I've seen a match on uh, on YouTube where like he was just flying back and forth from like you know pillar to post just moving like you didn't even think he was a big guy mm-hmm. the way he was moving which is great so that kind of like just show like you know what other big guys can actually do in the ring yeah yeah he was he was a big uh innovator of the drop kick right mm-hmm. yeah yeah so uh, i've seen some stuff from him and i mean yeah super athletic guy uh be interesting to see how he would have uh fared up with the likes of like a, a big e or um you know, even like a Daniel Bryan, that, that from the stuff I saw, that, that would be some, some really good matches too. Um, but he was definitely, you know, like a uh, like you said, cruiserweight, and but also a wrestler's wrestler uh, mm-hmm. that guy too. Yeah, because those wrestlers back back in the day, you know, they had like a different style. It was more like you know Greco Roman wrestling, right, right, type of thing. And then they will just add like a little thing here and there just to get the crowd going. Mm-hmm. So, yes, sir. Um, uh, next up, I have um, are the first ever African American WWE Tag Team Champions, Soul Man Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas. Uh, of course, Rocky Johnson went on to marry uh, uh, Peter Maivia's daughter, Otta um, mm-hmm. Maivia, mm-hmm. and they they kind of they had a famous son, <laughs> somewhat, somewhat, yeah, a little bit. Uh, of course, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. We'll talk about him probably a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, him and Tony uh, became the first ever African-American tag team champions. I don't remember exactly offhand how long their reign was, uh, but uh, I believe it was in 82, 83. And the show, which is, this is kind of perfect, but the show Young Rock kind of features doesn't feature tony uh, actually in there but it features rocky johnson in this era um mm-hmm. you know he's when he's you know, this early Vince mcmahon jr wwf era 82 83 um and he's in that territory and uh you see him of course like with the chic we'll see junkyard dog i don't know if you've caught that episode or not but then there's junkyard dog chic iron chic that is um and uh, many others so but rocky johnson very influential influential uh, we talk about uh, someone who uh, definitely would bring a lot of charisma to the game, uh, you know, showman, but also very, very athletic. Very, you know, we talk about the drop kick. Man, I had a solid drop kick. And then uh, he was paired up with uh, Tony Atlas, who was a you know legitimate strongman. Yeah. And uh, you know, we see, of course, we've seen Tony Atlas a lot. Coming in and out of the WWE, <laughs> more famously, I guess, recently uh, in Legends House, where he was cuckoo cuckoo in the <laughs> house. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you've ever watched that, that he was it was a very very entertaining Tony Atlas, mm-hmm. in the same least. But um, uh, 
but yeah, uh, any any thoughts on on the Soul Man and that Tony I mean, Atlas? Uh, I mean, with Tony Atlas, I really didn't know too much about, but with the Soul Man Rocky Johnson, obviously because he's the the Rock's dad, I, I got mm-hmm. to you know find out a little bit more about him, and it was so great to like to see that he got a um, an elite done. Yes. Yeah. So that was like. Oh, yeah. So that was right back here. Yeah. So that was like that was like one of the things that I remember I was talking to a friend about, and I said, "Man, they, like they should make one soon because they made so many rock, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, elites that I was just like, well, where's you know, where's like you know, Rocky Johnson's elite? And then sure enough, you know, Mattel had unveiled it. Yeah. Um, and then it, it, it sucks though because like right when they unveiled it is when he passed away so it was just like he didn't mm. get it i don't even think he got a chance to like really see it I don't think they, he did. yeah no. but they but if you look at this this figure i mean it went into like great detail on mm. everything yeah. um but like it's, it's the same thing that i always say like with, with all these other wrestlers you know back in the day everyone brung in something different to like influence um you know, like their community so like with mm-hmm. tony with tony atlas and and rocky johnson like they showed like their strength mm-hmm. you know and their yes. and their charisma to you know to show like hey like you guys can do this too and you know and just to keep that train going which i think definitely helped a lot of other athletes um because they are now yep absolutely um we also see Tony. I don't know if you remember this or not, but in the WWE ECW, we saw Tony uh, become Mark Henry's manager as well, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was a really uh, interesting uh, pairing, uh, being that Tony's a you know legitimate strong, uh, strong man. Of course, Mark Henry's a strong man. He's the world's strongest man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll talk about him, of course, later on. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I just I found them. Um, I found him. I found him just doing my research on him. Just, uh, of course, uh, very interesting. Uh, you know, and I want uh, everybody. I talked about it on my, my show last week, uh, but we we talked about uh, the Young Rock episode uh, or the new Young Rock episode. So everybody go check that out for sure. Uh, it's yeah. funny and it's actually they've got a lot of like wrestling lingo in there. You know, working the gimmick, they talk about getting over <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. And I was like, oh. I haven't even checked it out yet. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You definitely, definitely do. If you got Peacock, check it out. It's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Who you got next, Kenny? Um, I'm going to go with Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons, the powerhouse. Yes. He was the, uh, what was he? He was, he was the first um, African-American WCW champ. Right, right. right? And he also tag teamed with um, Butch Reed. Butch Reed. Um, Doom. Yes. Doom. Uh, Butch Reed, of course, just recently passed away. RIP to him. Yeah, yeah. Ron Simmons, man. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I've never heard a bad thing, heard, you know, being spoke about Ron Simmons ever by any wrestler <laughs> in no. any shoot interview or anything like that. I mean, you always hear good things about him. Um, I mean, for me, I remember him when he was with um, Nation Domination. Mm-hmm. So. You know, once you got to like to know him a little bit more, as I became uh, a wrestling fan now, you know, much older, um, that's when I got to realize like his like other you know, stuff that he did in his career, like being the first you know WCW champ right, and right, right. His, his tag team and stuff like that. Uh, but I think like his, for me, you know, for the for the time that I remember him, it just with, like like I said with Nature Domination and APA, mm-hmm. I think he did like 
amazing work because like he took these guys and 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 helped them become stars like he oh sat, yeah you know we probably wouldn't have like the rock how he was in the beginning yeah. without people like you know ron simmons to sit there and like and, and mold him into and and just like help him because you heard like stories of the rock saying like you know we would travel in a car and they would listen to like my promos and how i talk and they'd give me pointers so like so like imagine if ron simmons didn't put the nation and domination together what 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 would have happened to um dwayne johnson would he still have that rock persona or would it would that come much later on well yeah and that's a that's a good point you know because let, let's just say let's just say ron uh, ron and simmons just was just totally selfish and not wanting to help him but he had this group nation domination mm-hmm. without just the group nation domination we wouldn't have the rock okay because he was white meat baby face of course you know we, we've heard it talking about several times what he would he would just have to turn heel on his own and he didn't have those quote-unquote heaters or anybody around him that they could really elevate him if he if he would have uh, gone on heel and by himself i think that he would just floundered somewhat he still got charisma mm-hmm. uh, you know but I, I don't think he would have it would take him his wrestling career would have been a lot longer than what it, it really ended up being um and i don't know if we would see dwayne johnson and the actor you know without that to be honest with you uh it's definitely a pivotal point in his career, you know, when he joined the nation. So, yeah, but when he when he came up with this nation gimmick, I, you know, as a kid, I was just like, well, like, what is this? Yeah, you know, and it just didn't. And like, what I loved about it was that it didn't depict them as like thugs that you would think like the way it was. Because it's like you had two mm-hmm. different, you had two different nation dominations. You had one where it was like a mixture of like. Yeah. different people and then he kind of just like remolded uh the nation and then it gave you like you know uh charles white it gave you d it gave mm-hmm. you the rock you know and it gave mark you henry. mark henry gave you ahmed johnson at one point yeah, yeah. you know uh yeah i wouldn't when i was a kid i would i would i always saw you know as um as there were um proud african-american men they were ready to show it that's 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 how i always uh, felt them and they it wasn't more about uh and, and this may be a you know tough discussion for some people within the nation but i you know some some people I guess something like oh they were you know uh you know trying to play that gang style mentality but they were they were a gang, but not in the sense of violence. They were here to stand together and show unity through their um, by being proud of of their of theirs of who they are. And they came 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 together, and they <laughs> of course they they broke themselves up by uh, the Rock getting <laughs> his uh, his 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 superstar. But man, they were they were a unit. They were a unit, one hundred percent. And so they were, you know, a lot of people very, I think, look fondly of the nation of domination. And in fact, I think, you know, you hear that a lot, you know, uh, especially with the hurt business now. Uh, they're like, oh, is this gonna be nation part two? Uh, you know, uh, I think, I think that they're uh, right where they need to be in, in history, and I don't think that needs to be re- recreated at no. all. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah. So Ron Simmons. Yeah. He and uh, so another thing with Ron Simmons, like like we talked about, uh, is you know everybody's you know I said no, nobody has a bad thing to say. There's a reason for that because people are scared to death of that man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's a, he's a legitimate tough guy, and he was a, he's a college football Hall of Fame Hall of Famer too. I mean he's he's an athlete. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good one. Um, my guy, another one to talk about is the junkyard dog. Junkyard dog uh, from uh, he was uh, prominently from my area, my territory, wrestling territory, mid south uh, wrestling, uh, mid south pro wrestling. And uh, I mentioned this on your uh, Instagram page at the call up. Um, we were talking about uh, your Bubba Brazil um, post. But uh, I, whenever I talk to people with a generation ahead of me, and I say, "Oh yeah, I'm a wrestling fan," I don't know, or I have a wrestling podcast. Man, they 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 literally like, man, when I was a kid, that junkyard dog. Oh man, he was the man. <laughs> and uh, we heard like uh, you know Michael Hayes talk about you know junkyard dog, how he was just just completely. Uh, drove that territory for years and years and years and that's uh, some foresight by uh promoter bill white bill watts too so oh yeah he spent some time in uh nwa i think he was there for like four years yeah and you know in those four years like he had some you know incredible matches like the the free birds um bill watts was like you said was his was the booker there so like they they played it well to to make him a, a legit star. So when he went into when he went into WWF at the time, I mean, he already had a name for himself, and they already knew what to expect, and like put so much behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, he had a match with Harley Race at WrestleMania three, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he I don't. I, He's an interesting one because, you know, we, we talk about, you know, uh, the history of, uh, you know, overall of how how long it took for, uh, you know, to have the first African-American world champion in WWE. Mm-hmm. He could have been right there with them. You know, of course, you know, that was a Hogan era. But mm-hmm. I, I think you could have had Hogan drop it to a, a big nasty heel, dude. And, uh, and, you know, and then maybe have Junkyard pick it up, you know, and have him run it for a couple months. I mean, he was running Charisma. And he wasn't the greatest worker. Let's 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 be real about that. Mm-hmm. But his Charisma, I mean, was just out of this world. So, uh, any any thoughts on that as far as that goes? I mean, with the with the Junkyard dog, I think a lot of his matches that I that I got to see were uh were pretty good and i can i can see where like wwf at the time like didn't want to put the strap on him um because he's probably just still need to work on on, on a couple of things mm-hmm. and, especially, and especially like you said with the whole era of like hogan and, and macho and and anybody else that they had you know in their roster at the time i think he was just more of a like an entertainment right after after a while like he came in with like with good heat, you know, wrestling like the Iron Sheik and mm-hmm. Hammer Valentine and and Ron Bass and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, um, 
you know, could I see him, you know, being world heavyweight champ? Maybe. Yeah. And that's just, but that's just my opinion. Right, you know? right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was, I mean, like I said, they had a ton of talent then. Uh, they were, this is when they were pulling all the top stars from all the territories. And, uh, you know, it was almost like an all-star cast. You know, you had your, your top champions from everywhere. You had AWA champion. Of course, that's where Hogan came from. Uh, Macho, uh, you know, we had uh, uh, Harley Race, you had your, uh, of course, Junkyard, um, I think Hacksaw was just coming in, mm-hmm. um, Iron Sheik, of course, uh, and then, you know, so yeah, yeah, you had a ton of stars, but, you know, it's just, I think it's just, it was different, different, different time then, you know. And mainly because they they just held on to their champions for a lot longer than they do now. Uh, so they just kind of had Hogan as their their golden goose, and they ran with him, of course. Um, he was champion for, what, like four years or something like that? Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's that would have been an interesting one to see, though. What do you got next, Kenny? Uh, I'm going to go with probably – Go up a little bit more to uh, to more of a new era guy and uh, put Booker T. Oh, can you dig it? <laughs> yes. So when I when I first got to see Booker T, obviously it was in WCW mm-hmm. with him, and his brother, uh, and they were Harlem Heat. <clears throat> yeah. Like I think just the way he moved in the ring was was um, was great, and just like his and how and you could tell throughout the years, like his mic skills got better. Because you could tell, like in the beginning, he was oh, just, yeah. he was just like nervous to talk on the mic, and he would say certain things, and and it would sound good, but it just something was was missing. And like now, you know, obviously he's he still kind of wrestles here and there because he has a promotion right. um, down in I think in, in Houston, Texas. Yeah, um, about two hours from me. Yeah. So, but back then, like Harlem Heat was like everything to me like i i just loved i love the fact that like they just matched in every way and they had that feel like they always had each other's back and i think that's one of the things that you wanted to show um like the african-american community is like we can always be together and always have each other's back no matter what and even when he went solo it was still like he could rely on his brother to like to help him out yeah yeah and even stevie ray stevie ray Unfortunately, I think he gets the Genetti treatment sometimes, yeah. but uh, he was excellent too. I mean, he 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 was more kind of I guess kind of the bruiser uh, brawler type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, without Stevie Ray, we don't have Booker T. You know, if Stevie Ray Stevie Ray was actually joined professional wrestling first. Uh, you know, his Booker's you know uh, tr- troubles in the late 80s uh with the law is well documented he doesn't run from it obviously uh but you know with, when he came out of there he came out of there as a uh, uh man ready to you know do better and uh he is of course his 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 brother was in professional wrestling and he was like man let me get into that <laughs> and he talks about that in his hall of fame speech um booker uh, i got to mention of course hall of famer uh two-time hall of famer mm-hmm. two-time hall of famer with his brother stevie ray um and that's actually uh, the last time we actually got a hall of fame the ceremony was whenever uh, harlem heat went in it feels like forever since we've seen that but uh yeah hopefully we get one i don't i don't think we, we're even gonna get one this year 
Yeah, um, I don't even know. Though they, even though supposedly they're supposed to have WrestleMania like live to like the fans or whatever, but yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, from what I'm hearing, it might be a virtual one. I don't know, uh, but who knows? But whenever they came out for that during that ceremony, of course they had the uh, you know the entrance ramp and everything like that. Man, I got I got little chill bumps, you know, because I mean they came out. And you, you know you're you're a New York guy. You know they came out. You know we're, we're, you can catch us at 103rd Street, <laughs> suckers. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, we're bringing her back real back to Army. <laughs> but I just, but I, but I love the way like his character change. Yes, with, with the time. So like you know we we had one uh, Booker T, and I think was it the the last episode of WCW is when he won the title. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he goes into WWF and he had matches with like Stone. For me, like one of the memorable things I remember is just, like him and Stone Cold having that feud together and them having that big fight in the um, in the supermarket. Do you remember that? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? So like that to me, like I love that feud that That's he had. Great. And then when he became um, King Booker and like that whole transition of him being like King Booker and the way he is now, which he still uses that gimmick now, yeah. which, you know, when he's in WWF, um, it just like, it popped everyone, you know? Yeah, and was- absolutely. Uh, and with that King Booker gimmick. So I, you know, okay. So I'm watching it and I'm pretty smart to the business. I'm about 20 years old, right? I say smart. I think I'm smart to the business. I'm never, you're never smart in the business unless you're in it. But, uh, you know, but he, this is how good a job of a heel work he did. Because then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, boo, okay, he's a heel. Oh, uh, yay, he's a, you know, he's a face. You know, I was always a Booker T fan, but when he became that King Booker game, I was like, I don't like him. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I was like, was, he, he, was, he was definitely a nasty heel. Uh, so it was, it was very, very, very entertaining. And of course, he had the, uh, uh, the King's Court, or something like along those lines, with uh, Fit Finley and uh, trying to think who else was in that. Someone else was in there, but uh, that that was very, very, very highly entertaining. Um, uh, of course, like I said, we mentioned he became two-time Hall of Famer, uh, 2013 and 2019, both in New York City. Uh, uh, he got uh, Madison Square Garden, um, and then. Um, well, where did where did they have? Oh, the, the, was it both in Madison Square Garden? Both yeah. Orleans? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because um, at the time they didn't have. Uh, I don't think they had. Yeah, both times where it was at the Garden, because um, I don't. They didn't have anything at the Barclays Center for mm-hmm. uh, the Hall of Fame. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh. Uh. So, and let me. I was speaking to um uh, Mary Kate Anthony, which I know you know, you know her as well. Mm-hmm. Uh. I was speaking to her last night. Uh, let me tell you how good of a guy Booker is. So, uh, so Mary Kate, uh, as you're listening to this, it was my, my guest last week. Uh, and off, uh, off, uh, you know, audio, we were recording. Uh, we we're just talking back and forth. We we're talking about Sherry Martell. Now, Sherry Martell, uh, of course, she she passed away about a week before Benoit, the whole Benoit thing. But uh, Booker T paid for this the entire funeral everything uh you know the family was did not have she did not have unfortunately uh, you know uh enough saved up she didn't have a life insurance family couldn't really afford to pay for funeral expenses and booker t stepped up and paid for the entire funeral 
headstone, everything. Uh, that's so that's what kind of guy Booker T is. Very stand up dude for sure. So, and that's that's one of the things that I've like that I I've noticed. Like the more I um I studied the business because it's like you know, in in the beginning I'm a fan. You know, right. I, I love to be entertained by um you know the the talent that comes out to the ring every night and entertain us and then me doing shows like this and and the call up and and doing more like a news type of thing and i start to get to know like the wrestlers behind the scenes like they treat each other like a family Mm -hmm. you know as much as you you know and that's when like you read all these stuff like in like their sheets and stuff like this about like people not liking other people whatever because they it's literally like a family like it's like if you argue with your brother or your cousin and you don't like them and you know you guys have a, an argument and somebody blows it out of proportion and you know turns it into something bigger than what it is but um but yeah but some so you know for booker to do something like that i mean i don't find it surprising not either it's just because the 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 bond that these guys had back in the day Right, right, yeah, and of course Sherry managed uh, Harlem Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Sherry w- was a definitely influential in getting Booker that uh, confidence on the mic. Uh, you know, she was that mouthpiece. So you know, uh, but it was very, very, very excellent thing for Booker to do. Um, my next, my person, I'm going to like to talk about is the world strongest man, Mark Henry. We saw him debut in 1996 against Jerry the King Lawler. Well, we saw him originally at SummerSlam. Kind of helped out uh, Jake the Snake uh, after Lawler was just berating him and whatnot. Uh, and they ended up having a match. Uh, <laughs> I mean, greener than greener can get, you know. <laughs> uh, but he set the tone of how wrestlers get paid, even to now nowadays. He signed a very big contract, which... A lot of other wrestlers at that time were pretty upset about um, just because they were like, well, here's this rookie just coming in and getting paid. He's not even – he hadn't even had a match in it. But with Mark Henry, he was – he'd already proved himself, you know, in, in other avenues. Uh, of course, he was uh, – went to the Olympics in 96, but uh, multiple time world's strongest man. And um, he's right around from uh, my neck of the woods, Silsby, Texas. Uh, about an hour and a half from here, from here, from here. Um, and we, like we, we mentioned, we, we saw him, you know, nation of domination. Um, and then, uh, we kind of see him, you know, appear back and forth quite a bit, but, uh, you know, uh, then we see him in that world's strongest gimmick. That's when he was, uh, paired up with, uh, Theo, Theodore Long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, kind of was on his own for a little while. I think actually, wasn't he paired with Davari, I think, for a little while at one point, maybe? I believe so. Yeah. And then, uh, then uh, of course, with, like we mentioned, Tony Atlas. But then he broke out on his own uh, with becoming a world heavyweight champion in uh, 2011. And then the probably the promo of his career, the salmon jacket promo. <laughs> I got a lot left in the tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when he, uh, he turned on Cena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everybody thought he was retiring. Um, nowadays, we hear him. You know, he's on uh, Busted Open Radio. Mm-hmm. Very opinionated. I love it. 
doesn't hold back. We see some. I talked about it several weeks ago on uh, Maya Maya show. Uh, him and Ryback been gonna get into words of war of words. Uh, I don't even know why you entertain Ryback, but you know whatever. Yeah, uh, I can I can go on and on and on about Ryback. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know it's uh, he's. Obviously, you know, he's going to go down greatest, one of the greatest of all time. Hall of Famer, of course, uh, 2018, I believe, 2018. He had a great speech, of course, too. Uh, you know, uh, he, I got chills for that, for that one, too. You know, you could tell the passion coming out of that speech, um, especially when he was, you know, speaking to Martha Hart, pleading her to, you know, for them to have his, their brother back and Owen. Um, you know, he's, uh, He's definitely going to go someone. He'd be someone that's going to be his work's going to be looked on for years and years and years, decades to come. So, thoughts on that on uh, Mark Henry? Thoughts on Mark Henry? First, I'm actually going to meet Mark Henry like in another two weeks or so. Wow! Yeah, wow. he's they're doing a, a wrestling convention out here in New York. Okay. And, uh, he was he's actually one of the uh, the guests that's going to be there. So, um. You know, plan on asking a couple of questions for the show. Hopefully, you know, yeah, absolutely. Depending on like social distance wise, I don't know how they how they're gonna work all this out. But um, I mean, Mark Henry was smart. I mean, I, I loved when they had his documentary and, was, and he and he was talking and just like like was at one point he was like a chauffeur for like other yeah. wrestlers to like go around. So like yeah. even even though he had you know this like really big contract like he made sure like he earned mm-hmm. like, he, he earned his spot in the company you know he he just didn't walk in and was just like well you know i'm an olympic gold medalist i've done this i've done that like when it came to money he was smart because he knew but when it came to mm-hmm. the business he just sat there and listened and paid attention and you know i think his his closeness with the hearts is why he you know he made that speech and you know, made him the type of person he is because he just, you know, he was like their babysitter pretty much. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was. You know, he he was like an honored member of like the Heart Foundation, mm-hmm. you know, and then his his work, um, you know, being with, um, with the nation, I think was great because it, it built him up a little bit more. And then, then you got to see a little bit of his comedy side where he did the whole oh, thing yeah. uh, <laughs> with, with May Young and. Yeah. Uh, you know, it may disgust people like at the time when I was younger. I'd be like, "Why would they do something like this?" It was like, you know. And then he had sexual chocolate when he was like, mm-hmm. you know, trying to. I think it was with uh, with China and yeah, uh, you know. And then Sammy, he, <laughs> his and special then, friend Sammy, <laughs> exactly. You know, and then he became heel, and he had that whole feud with like John Cena. That he became champ, and his times with like Randy Orton. I mean. He was a legitimate badass. Just, yeah, you know, he showed his strength and he showed what he can do um, against his opponents, and he danced well with everyone that he, you know, he he got in the ring with. Right, absolutely. Well, another thing I like about Mark is he uh, he's a he's a talent. Uh, he, he's you know searches out for talent. We yeah. wouldn't have uh, Braun Strowman without. Uh, I say we wouldn't have, but you know, he was very influ- influential with getting Braun Strowman into the company. He's influential getting Daniel Bryan into the company yeah. as well, too. Uh, <laughs> those are two world champions right there. Yeah, he got, um, he got a couple of people um, in, into into the business. 
I think it was like him. Uh, it was Braun Strowman, uh, Daniel Bryan. I think what uh, Bailey. Bailey, okay. All right, um, I'm not familiar with that one. Uh, who else? It was a, it was a handful of people. I remember they were they were talking about it before. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's um, like I said, definitely someone. And uh, what I guess what I like, you know, what I respect about Mark II the most uh, is his respect to the business. You know, he doesn't uh, treat it, you know, like uh, I mean, of course he treats it like a business, but he doesn't. He treats it like, like you have some like a respect to the to, to the game, like a mm-hmm. you know, baseball player does, and respects the honors and the traditions of uh, pro wrestling. Even so much so that WWE hired him to basically instruct the young guys on how to how to handle the game. You know, so that's kind of I guess behind the scenes what his uh, his role is. Uh, he, you know, I guess <laughs> that's partially why he goes after you know people like Ryback and whatnot, you know, who want to trash the game. Um, but, uh, yeah, great, great guy. Um, Ryback you know, is just, Ryback is just bitter. He is. He is. He's, he's <laughs> he, he, he just needs to get off of social media and just, just take away, take the mic away from him. <laughs> and just, he's awful. Who you got next, Kenny? Um, uh, I'm going to go with someone, um, that I'm gonna say everyone knows because he's he's everywhere, and that's Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. If you smell, <laughs> that's good. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. He started off as Rocky Maivia, debuting on Survivor Series at Madison Square Garden. That's a blue every, chipper right there. <laughs> uh, every everybody was just like, "Who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> you know, from Miami, Florida, had spent some time, you know, playing football for the Hurricanes, and decided that he wanted to follow in his dad's footsteps and um, become a wrestler. I mean, you couldn't paint his picture any more Hollywood than the way he painted it. My dad's in the business. My mom is in the business because her family's in the business. Um, got into trouble. Went to went to go play football. Got hurt. Broke living in his car, which to me, like I, I'm still trying. To, I'm hopefully they they you know he dabbles more into that because I know he like um didn't paint too much of a picture of it because I guess he's probably saving it for another movie. <laughs> but, you know, but then you know going into WWF. Um, being a baby face then turning heel you know playing with the nation um, and then becoming like the people's champ and then it was like a back and forth type of thing he was face one time and he's a heel again and he's like a corporate guy and you know and then he goes back to the people and you know uh, what he made what he's making himself into now is just like for me I, I'm gonna say is, is inspiring to um any kid that's out there that wants to become a star whether it's you want to be a wrestler you want to be a football player you um you know you want to be a lawyer a doctor anything Mm -hmm. you know like if you look at the rocks life in general outside of just wrestling itself he didn't let anything stop him at all and i think that's one of the things that you know makes him such a big star yeah i mean he's Definitely um, overtaken Hulk Hogan as the most recognizable pro wrestler, mm-hmm. uh, without a doubt. 
tenfold. You know, but I think if you would, you know, whenever The Rock, even when you know when he was world champion, you know, uh, I would probably would say, you know, if if you just ask someone, hey, who's Hulk Hogan? Oh, he does that wrestling stuff, right? If you did that with The Rock, you probably you would probably be like, oh, I don't, I think I've heard of him, I don't know. But now, you know, whenever he stepped out, uh, of course, you know, when you hear The Rock, you automatically hear professional wrestling, you know. So, uh, you know, I, I think he's, uh, of course, he had a very short career uh, for the most part, uh, you know, starting off in 97, basically retires 2003. Um, and, uh, you know, I, after that, I said retire, but, you know, he steps away. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when, of course, his movie career starts, comes back 2011. So I, I talked about this last week too uh i i had a brief time where i stopped watching wrestling it was in college from about 2000 late 2007 on about probably well it was 2011 so about three year gap there mm-hmm. and it was all because of the rock i saw one day i saw somebody say oh the rock the rock's back mm-hmm. so i was like oh okay i'll tune into that and then I uh, and I got I got hooked back ever since, so I haven't left. Uh, uh, you know, so that just shows you the, the staying power of the Rock right there. I mean, you know, just to have someone you know who and my focuses were, were completely on different things. You know, I'm in college; I'm only focused on beers and babes. You know, yeah. be, be, beer and babes, and you know, I'm not <laughs> like I'm not thinking about pro, pro wrestling guys in their tighties, tights, yeah. uh, wrestling each other. That's, uh, yeah. I think I was a I was the same way where, um, like people like you know like Austin when he got hurt he took some time off and then like mm-hmm. The Rock was there that he went off to go do um, Scorpion King and mm-hmm. he started and he started blowing up and then he like left for a while then I was just like all right my focus went from like okay I gotta check out Raw every Monday to. I wonder what this girl is doing later on tonight. I'm just gonna go. You know, <laughs> hang, I'm gonna go hang out with her. Wow. And then it, it was the same thing like you, where I, where somebody told me was like, "Hey, you know the Rock came back, right?" And I was like, "What, really?" Yeah. Uh, and I kind of watched it for a little bit while he was there. And then he left, and I kind of left. And then I went back into wrestling. Like afterwards, I forgot who got me back into wrestling. I think it was probably John Cena. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, uh, so that WrestleMania though that he hosted was terrible. It was, uh, it's in my in my opinion probably the worst WrestleMania of all time. Uh, and but I still I guess what you know of course the Rock is what got what got me back. But then I start, I I was already a fan of CM Punk. I liked CM Punk right before I stopped watching. Um, but uh, you know the Punk era, and I don't know this is we're not really talking about that. But this is what what kept me going was the Punk era. But then you hear. Like oh, but then you hear Punk versus Rock, and I'm like, oh okay, <laughs> you know that that's that's that was interesting. Of course, before all that, you have the uh, he comes back Survivor Series, Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. where where it all began. I mean, who could who could say that they started their career in more Madison Square Garden? Uh, you know, he came back, uh, you know, tagged with John Cena to face uh, r Truth and Miz. Um, then went on uh, WrestleMania 28, which was a great match. I think it's um, I think it's very underrated that match. You know, I think I think people look at the hype and they're like, oh, you know, someone don't know where the hype. Maybe so, but 
if you look at if you just look at the match by itself, just block out the hype around there. I think it's I think it was a you know perfect story. Uh, I like what they did. You know, you know, of course they make Cena looking like a. Just, that was the start of a bad year for him, and then uh, you see the next year. Uh, so I saw The Rock as WWE champion here here in Louisiana. Uh, he the night after he beat Punk. Uh, the second time, the Elimination Chamber, mm-hmm. and he introduced the basically the same design we have now. Of course, it was a scratch, the scratched logo um, versus the clean logo. But the uh, the spinner title, it was the death of the spinner title. Uh, oh yeah, right, right here in uh, good old Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, so the, the anniversary of that just passed. About yeah, yeah, it was, you're right. it was yesterday. Was it? Was it yesterday? Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was. That was what 2013. So eight years ago. Uh, yeah. <coughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that that was. Uh, I didn't even realize that that till now. But yeah, you're right. Um. So, um, and then what does he do? He does a little some little one-offs after that. Um, Wyatt family and things like that. Mm-hmm. Where do you think The Rock's career goes? Wrestling career goes next. Uh, well, he already said he's not wrestling anymore. I mean, the only I think if we see The Rock again step into the ring, it would have to be against Roman Reigns, which which is something that everybody wants. Um, he did say that he would, you know, he would do it. Um, do I really want to see it? No, I, I don't really think like he needs to like to prove anything or like pass the torch to anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I think he already did that. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. But, my, my only thing is the, the, our last memory of The Rock is him uh, in the ring, and anyway, that is is uh, rock bottom Eric Eric Rowan. And no, no offense to Eric Rowan or anything like that, but that's why I think just have that one last one song. That's the, that's just the, that's my only reason. But I I agree. You know, you know what 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 does he need to do it for? You know, I mean yeah. he's. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be a future president of the United States, man. You know, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> we <laughs> we laugh about this, you know, but the way the world the way the world is, it would not surprise me uh, if, if Dwayne Rock Johnson was to run for president. Everybody would vote for him on the simple fact that they love him so much that he would get the votes. I think he would be the first president to get one hundred percent of the votes. <laughs> Because like, come on, like when 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 um when Trump ran for for president, I was one of those people that was like, he's not gonna win. This is all a publicity stunt. Like yeah. it's it's funny until it happens, and then you're like, oh okay. Um, yeah, he he, he might win. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, oh he I, won. <laughs> you look, and he's like, oh, you're like, oh okay, he he won. Like, <laughs> all right, well, let's see what happens. So you know, you know, so now. You know, but I think he's more focused on his like, you know, his. He has so many production, co- you know, he has a, his production company. He has so much stuff that's like he's working on. Mm. You know, for him to um, to step in the ring, he will have to like literally put everything else on hold because yeah. a lot because like you said, he had that match with Eric Rowan, which was very short, which did not take him, you know, away from like other projects that he was doing. But the last. But the last match he had, like a real, real actual match, he got hurt. Yeah, he, he was he was out of um, you know he was out from doing production on his last movie because the match that he had, like he broke his rib. 
Mm-hmm. And he like, I think he like had like something wrong with his leg as, as well. So that took him out for maybe like, I think it was like six months. So imagine you're, you're filming a movie, you do a job for WWE, and then you get hurt. Mm-hmm. All these people are thinking that you're going to come back to work the next month. And then like, you're gone for six months. So now you halt the whole entire production. That, that yeah. means that that means everybody else is um, has to wait because now you can't work. And I think yeah. that's one. Of, and that's one of the things that he he talks about is just like you know he knows that everyone else is depending on him. Yeah. Maybe his swan song is they just induct him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> I mean, obviously he's gonna get inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. yeah. But, but who's gonna do it though? Stone Cold. You got Stone Cold, um, John Cena, you know Triple H. Just have all three of them up there. <laughs> yeah. I don't you know, know. Uh, and, that's, and that's so and that's so hard to like to have, um, like if when the Rock gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, it's like who will induct him? To be honest with you, I would love to see Charles White um, induct him into the Hall of Fame. Okay. Because the simple fact that like when they were together in the Nation of Domination, you know, he was one of the people that that helped the rock become the rock you know yeah. so to to have him you know at least have that small piece to like inducting him into the hall of fame i think it just brings it together and that's just that's just my opinion obviously yeah. vince might end up doing it himself knowing him probably it's probably good he, he did he did it with uh stone cold so uh-huh. uh yeah it's, it could be very possible He's like, God damn it! I'm gonna do this shit. Check this out. <laughs> let me, let me give you Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I would, I would hate to see that, but uh, it, they would have to like probably wheel him out at that point. Uh, <laughs> going this rate, but uh, oh man, poor Vince. Uh, but yeah, uh, look, I mean, there's no doubt about it. He first. Uh, First WWE African American World Champion. Um, I mean, you know, his his whole his whole career in life speaks for itself. You can't say anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, he definitely is of a lot of, for a lot of people. He's in the uh, Mount Rushmore of uh, pro wrestlers. Uh, you know, even for that short time he had. I mean, so like I said, we go ninety-seven oh three. That's six years. And then he came back to about what two years, eight mm-hmm. years total in, the, in wrestling. I mean, it's that's a huge impact. So he's the man. So um, my next guy, and we'll talk. We just talked about the first African uh, American world champion. What about the last one? The last one to hold the title. Boop, boop, boop. Kofi Kingston, and actually. Now we're going to talk about Kofi. We're going to talk about the New Day as a whole. So this will probably be a big portion right here. Uh, Kofi Kingston debuts uh, on ECW at, in 2008. Um, known for his high-flying skills. Um, and, you know, holds many different titles. Intercontinental. World World Tag Championships. Uh, you know, whenever he debuts, admittedly, like I said, I wasn't watching. So I kind of caught up on his career, but he had that really big feud with uh, Randy Orton, where he uh, in the Garden again. We we talk about that that uh, uh, that 
brawl that they have where he puts he puts a uh, through the table and uh you know kind of <laughs> fortunately kind of goes downhill from there uh you know, I mean, he, it, I say plat, more like plateaus, really, not downhill, but it plateaus. He's, you know, multiple time intercontinental champion, multiple time world tag team champion. And, you know, uh, right around, what was that 2014, to, towards the end of 2014, he's floundering. It's bad. Uh, and, you know, he needs uh, some type of boost. We see the New Day debut, and uh, we got. A young upstart, my name is Xavier Woods. Young upstart, Big E. Now, Xavier Woods, of course, was already was in TNA as mm-hmm. Consequences Creed. And, man, they were hated. <laughs> uh, they were like, what is this gimmick? Uh, and uh, Kofi, for the first time we see him turn heel, I thought I was I was very uh, entertained by uh, Kofi as a heel. I, I loved it. Uh, you know, he, it was a short heel run. And I think they got over so well as heels that people just started cheering for them. Like, oh, you know what? They're funny. Let's just let's 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 uh, get behind them. So then they have that 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 uh, face turn, um, and they become the longest reigning WWE Tag Team Champions, beating Demolition's record. Um, and then you know, uh, you know, they of course they're, they're they battle the Usos, battle. Uh, number of different tag team bludgeon brothers um and then we see kofi um in 2019 uh where the one time i actually was happy the internet wrestling community did this where they get behind kofi and they start pushing him and that leads to kofi mania very emotional win um against daniel bryan uh that was definitely uh, I, I wasn't like too excited with that WrestleMania card, but that was definitely one match that I was like, "All right, let me let me make sure I'm, I'm sit down and watch this," because I, I felt like history was going to be um, made that night, and it was. Um, and now, of course, you know we see the the New Day's basically split up. Um, Big E's doing his run, uh, and we see uh, Kofi and Xavier still kind of tag team. We're going to see Kofi. Uh, well, we saw Kofi. Uh, uh, we're going to see Kofi at the Elimination Chamber and whatnot. So we'll see what, where it goes from here. But it's kind of kind of interesting, um, kind of the up and down, uh, you know, career of Kofi. And then uh, and then the New Day, uh, of course, of the whole, hopefully we're making a star of, out of Big E. Then we can be a future world champ. Thoughts on new on Kofi and the New Day. Oh man, so I am a big New Day fan. Mm-hmm. When when I say I'm a big New Day fan, I mean I own every piece of merch that New Day has, um, down to the gear. Yeah. I actually I, I I actually own the the ring gear that Biggie. War when they became the eight-time tag team champs. Wow. Um, I'm glad that these three came together. Yes. Um, they this this was at a time where like all three were not doing anything at all with themselves, and to have this idea of Woods and and Biggie to come together and say like, hey, let's you know let's talk to Kofi about you know starting up a, a, a stable, which is something that you know. 
at the time, you know, Kofi was like the bigger star. And for him to, you know, align himself up with the other two guys, at, you know, it, it helped all three of them. It just didn't help two. It helped all three. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Kofi, um, you know, by himself was already a big star, you know, doing multiple things. Like you said, you know, being Intercontinental Champ, um, tag team champs with like, you know, different people. Um, but, you know, I think his time with, with New Day like really helped him elevate his like his career even more and then him becoming you know world heavyweight champ was was something that i was glad to see in person i was actually there okay all right um and i actually got to talk to kofi before the match like not the actual day but a a couple of days before the match um he had a a a meet and greet at access it was like it it was all of new day so you know and i got to i got to tell him like i'm so proud of just like the the accomplishments that he's you know he's done and just you know working hard and you know obviously we know it's a, it's a storyline but you think That's about real. it yeah, but you think about it like this the the whole entire time he's been in wwe he's never had that opportunity to be you know a world you know champion like that so to get from that opportunity now and just to see him fight so hard it like it resonates through all of us mm-hmm. you know and like i was telling him i said you know it's just like when we are it's just like when we're in our everyday lives and um we try to go for that promotion and we work so hard to get there it's yeah. like when we finally get it it's just like okay we we sort of made it like we're there and for it to, and i and i told him i was like i can't wait to see you know what happens on sunday and then sure enough obviously you know we know what the outcome he beats Daniel Bryan and becomes, you know, world heavyweight champ. And like funny story. So the next day after WrestleMania, um, I was supposed to go meet AJ Styles. He was the next, he was like the last person that had access to, to meet. But he got hurt with his match against um Randy Orton. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, I, don't, I don't think I remember. Uh, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he so he was out. So then guess who took his spot? Kofi. Kofi Kingston. Nice. So it was great because I had my son with me at the time, and and I and I told him I was like, oh, he and I try to like show my son different things about like about his culture and stuff like that. And I told him like, look, this is Kofi Kingston. He's one of the first African American, you know, world heavyweight champs. And he just looked at him. Obviously, my, my son is five, so he's, gonna, he's like, oh, okay, you oh, know. All right. And he just knows he just knows him as like you know Kofi Kingston, mm-hmm. but but yeah, but I think you know. I'm, I'm the the only thing the only drawback from this is that I just hated the way that they booked Kofi Kingston at the end. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, you know, obviously you wanna you want Brock to you know be your world champ, but they could have they could have did that a whole lot better. They could have done the same thing with Kofi as champ. Not mm-hmm. not not saying he had to be heel or anything like that, but you know they, they built it right where he's just this just powerful champion, and then like look, hey, you know what? I'm gonna pass it on and pass this torch over to, to Drew, and uh, you know I'm gonna kind of go go do my thing. You know, mm-hmm. um, they could have they could have done that. Um, uh, yeah, I was that was one of the things when I'm watching the premiere of SmackDown on Fox. I was like, oh man, okay, Brock versus Kofi. I was I was nervous you know, because I was like, how are they gonna do this? I know mm-hmm. probably Brock's gonna win, but. They absolutely, and I'm looking at the. I'm actually looking at the 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 at the time. I was looking at the clock. I'm like, man, we got like ten minutes left. Yep. 
And I'm like, okay. I was like, are they, I wonder if they're gonna let like an overrun or something. Nah, they did not. They they kept it. They kept it tight. But of course, we saw it, and it was like, uh like 20 seconds, really. And then uh, only for only for them to have Kane Velasquez come out, and he's no longer with the company. You know, nope. to have this that one um, one off match occur that was horrible. And throw away someone who's kind of been there for you since 2008. Uh, I don't know. I w- I, just, I hope I hope to see uh, Kofi get that rematch, but I would like to see it go up against Big E. Yeah, down, down the road. That's what I would like to see. So, uh, Big, so Big E, you know, going in being a part of New Day, um, and then us speaking about being you know first champs. Big E is the first. Um, African American champ for NXT. Oh, that's true. Yeah, first. Yeah. I think he's the only right now. Yeah, only. <laughs> he's the only. Uh, we, haven't, we haven't seen anybody. No, 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 no. Correction. No, he's not. He is the. Uh, he's the first, but there is another one because you have Keith Lee who became. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. NXT. Yeah, yeah, good, good, NXT good. champ as well. Right. Um, but um, but yeah, but I mean, Biggie. You know, being a powerhouse, being in the same thing like like Mark Henry, and um, coming in from a, a, a weightlifting background to coming in and just showing what he can do um, for a big guy his size, he can move in the ring oh. like he's a lightweight. Yeah, That's you know. Crazy. Uh, yeah, I uh, I was a, ba- a fan of. Big E Langston, remember that was his last uh-huh. name. <laughs> yeah. uh, and whenever he came to WWE, um, you know, I love the uh, the five count gimmick. Oh, that was kind of a, the throwback to King Kong Bundy, but I loved it. I love that. Like, I, I, can, I can't, I can beat you not only in three seconds, I can beat you in five seconds. I love that gimmick. So, uh, but he came out with the uh, chalk, you know, doing the clap, <laughs> getting ready to go. I love that. I love everything about that. Um, and then, when he, when he, I'm sorry. So when he came, when he came back and he became a solo guy, now he had the chalk for like two appearances, and I that that's it. It's just, now it's gone again. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like his last name, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I was so Biggie was probably about October, November, right, right when they see. Okay, he's gonna have that single run. He was uh, my initial. Pick for Royal Rumble to win the Royal Rumble. That was that was everybody, yeah. Uh, and then when I saw he won the Intercontinental Champion, I'm like, oh, that's not gonna happen mm-hmm. <laughs> because if history tells us anything, Intercontinental Champions don't win the Royal Rumble. So uh, as, soon, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, well, unless he loses it. But here's the thing that I love about uh, Biggie, and I've been talking about this on my show. Uh, every week they've been putting him up against a, a competitor, mm-hmm. and that is to really build him up. So it's not only just like, okay, just a throwaway match. No, it's a championship match every single week. So I'm hoping that does, you know, play into something more. Uh, you know, we'll see, you know, around Mania, who his Mania opponent's going to be. Hopefully, hopefully we have a you know, pretty big uh, opponent, uh, you know, or pretty, you know, good, a great matchup that we can see. Maybe like a Shinsuke or Cesaro or even a combination of all three. So uh, 
uh, I'd like to see something like that. And then, you know, eventually he, Bret Hart style, drops it and goes after the world title shortly after. I mean, so, I, hope, I hope so. Because, like, you know, you have so much talent in, in Big E. You have so much talent in, um, you know, Xavier Woods. Yeah, and don't forget about Xavier. <laughs> these Xavier's guys, top these guys, they need that that push. Yeah. You know? Um, so, I'd like to see, you know, maybe even Xavier. I'm, I'm not, I think I'm not fun, fun uh, storyline. Uh, as much as I don't want to see New Day break up, but I think a fun storyline would be uh, Xavier joining the Hurt Business. I think that would be very entertaining. Uh, have him going up against Kofi, you know, a good bit. Uh, and then, you know, eventually you have that 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 reforming like they always do, uh, some one way or another. Uh, I, I think I think all the obviously all three of these guys are going to be Hall of Fame bound, um, without a doubt. Does Kofi get the uh, two time treatment? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I'm. I think I'm right there with you. Um, and who knows? They may all get the two time treatment. Um, you know. You know. Uh, uh, Xavier is still. He's still. You know, young in his career. Mm-hmm. Big E is, of course, young in his career. Um, Kofi's got a little bit, little bit, little bit, little left in the. He's got a little bit left in the tank. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, who you got next? So you you were talking about the hurt business and people joining. There's one guy that I think he will probably benefit by joining the hurt business. I mean, now in his career, and that would have to be um, Keith Lee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, came, came yeah came into WWE, uh, became you know he's been actually working with WWE for like quite some time now. It's just like behind the scenes being like an extra. Um, mm-hmm. And then coming into um, you know NXT and, and just becoming and just growing as a star, and I think now like if you look at the fans now, how they react to Keith Lee, especially like the kids, they they love it because I, I love to look at it in an aspect of like what are the kids are uh, are drawn to, and Keith Lee is one of those guys. Besides mm-hmm. like New Day and and like The Rock and stuff like that, people kids love Keith Lee. I mean, I have two small boys. And if you ask them, you know, about Keith Lee, they can, you know, talk like him and they want to walk like him. They yeah. want, you know, they want to, you know, they, they love his action figures and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, I think the way they're, they're pushing him now, I, I think they, they could do a lot better. Um, I, I think so, too. You know, so hopefully down the line, I mean, maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe him joining like MVP, you know, and... Uh, and the rest of the hurt business it will be something good for him because like MVP is like guiding these guys, you know him and um, Shelton Benjamin are like the two veterans in that group mm-hmm. that are, that are that are helping out, you know, um, the, the other two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lashley and Alexander, yeah. and uh, you could also you know the bask in my glory. He could still keep that moniker within the hurt business because you know, the hurt business is very like they're showboaty and very like you know in, you know into they're just very cocky and they, things like that so you can say still he can still he has to have that bass in the glory but just switch it up a little bit you know okay. you know uh and uh i think that that would be yeah that'd be highly entertaining um as you mentioned uh, earlier keith lee uh not only 
uh, NXT champion, but also the first time ever dual champion in NXT. Uh, he held the North American title and the uh, NXT title uh, consecutively until he until they you know they took him took it off uh, they took the North American title off. Um, I think it was a you know it was a very short reign, um, but I think it was still impactful. We got carrying um, cross um, you know definitely over. Because then people are like, whoa, okay. You got this guy just coming in and beat Keith Lee. Wow. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't like exactly how they debuted him. I think it was they could have done it a little bit better job. Uh, you know, kind of. I think he had a couple injuries. A couple. Fortunately, he had to sit out of the rumble because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I you know I think he was another one there for me. You know after. Uh, we saw, you know, after I saw Big E win the Intercontinental Champion, I'm like, all right, so who, who else is next? I said, you know, you got Keith Lee, you got, this is before I saw Edge's promo, of course, Keith Lee, you got Daniel Bryan, um, and uh, those were probably my two guys that I was like, before I saw Edge was coming back, like, those are two guys that I'm thinking that, that could probably win it and go on and challenge Roman Reigns. Uh, and who knows? I mean, that could we still got we're still in the road of WrestleMania. That could still they could still play something out towards that way, whether it be Keith Lee versus a uh, 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 Drew McIntyre or something along those lines. But my problem is is and WWE has, does is very guilty of this as a whole. Uh, they do not build up the stars. And then when it comes to Romania, they're like looking around, like, okay, who who do I got? Yeah. Well, then they go to the well and they have to bring in these legends. And then if it tapers back off, and then it's like, okay, we're just gonna stay consistent, not really do much, let NXT do their thing back there, whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're fine. But then we still have like these just this plateau WWE. Then they just kind of they don't do anything special with these guys to really elevate them. You know, I'd like to see. Let's see some specialty matches, you know, something that's exciting, not the same one-on-one stuff week in and week out, uh, pay-per-view to pay-per-view, you know, let's see, you know, attitude there. We saw like, you know, hardcore matches, I'm not saying we have to have blood or anything like that, you mm-hmm. know, but just see some, you know, see a, a fight. Uh, you know, I saw, um, we don't, we don't see very many like ladder matches like we used to. We only see it pretty much one time a year, money in the bank. And that's basically it. Uh, you know, if we do something different to elevate the, not only the young guys, but you know, Keith Lee a couple weeks ago, he had a great match with Drew McIntyre. Uh, my only criticism of the match is, uh, is I wish they would have had it for W for WrestleMania because now, uh, you know, if they do it, you know, it was a great match. How, how are they gonna be able to top it now? Um, so I don't know. Any, th- any of your thoughts on that? I mean, the way WWE creative is, like when it comes to like their younger guys, it just to me it just sucks. Yeah, you know, and it, and it shows, especially with somebody like as much talent as Keith Lee has. You know, uh, I thought that when he came into like to Raw and he was doing that whole stuff with Drew McIntyre that he was gonna have uh, a shot at the title and actually maybe even win it, but then they just kind of like. Left it on Drew, which is fine. Mm. Um, 
and then you kind of like took it away from Drew, which, and then you gave it to like to Randy, which is like okay. But I think you could have just like, you know, left it with, with with Keith Lee, and, and could have done something from there, and you know, built him up even more. And like now, you want to send them to the performance center to like to train even more, which to me, is crazy. Which to me is more like a you know they don't have house shows so. Those, those those are the times where they were practice new moves was were at house shows yeah. so like you know with covid you know you can't really do that but um but i don't know i, I don't i don't know where wh- what they're gonna do with him now um yeah uh you know he's got the uh united states he's in the united states championship um match right now with bobby bobby lashley and riddle or feud should i say um you know, is that something they continue with? I don't know. You know, you, you can have Lashley, Keith Lee, Lashley, you know, or all three of them. But we got a lot of time between now and Mania. We'll see. But I, I think he's got, you know, go. let's go back just to Keith Lee in general. I, I think he's got money written over, over him, just like you said. You know, uh, you know, you, you're, uh, you're, your boys, uh, they watch him. But I think, you know, me, I'm a, I'm a grown man. I enjoy watching him. So that, that – uh, that speaks to volumes right there. You just, you know, the different age levels that just love Keith Lee. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see. We'll see what that brings. Um, brings them. Any final final thoughts on Keith? No, that's it. Okay. I, w- I wanted to uh, go. Let's go talk about some women now. Um, African-American women. First one that comes to mind is Miss Jackie. Now, yes. Jacqueline, Miss Texas, should I say. Mm-hmm. Um from Dallas, Texas. Um, we saw her a lot in WCW. We became WCW television champion and defeated Disco Inferno and Halloween Havoc. Uh, and, uh, you know, Jacqueline was not only, she was not only in a, a tough time for women um, in general. So she, uh, they, you know, women were not featured, of course, very much in the mid 90s. Uh, but she was, she definitely was a standout, uh, not only in WCW, of course she moved over to WWF, uh, in the late nineties. Um, she had a great feud with, uh, Sable, um, and that was post Sable's feud with, uh, was that after Luna or before Luna? I get kind of mixed I think, up. It, I think it was after. Okay. Yeah. So but she had a feud with Luna, um, and then. <laughs> Uh, Attitude Era, uh, she teams up with Terry Runnels to form the Pretty Mean Sisters, PMS. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Jackie was uh, definitely an entertaining woman. Uh, became a WWE Hall of Famer in 2017, 2016, I think. Yeah. I think I was in, in Texas. Um, you know, very emotional. We see her. I, we don't have a Jacqueline Elite. And, uh, no, we just uh, have the um, the Jacks. The Jacks, okay. the Jacks is a Jacks WrestleMania um, line that they came out with. That was like the only one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We definitely need a uh, Jackie uh, Elite. But thoughts on Jacqueline? Um, I mean, her time in WWF was was great. I loved the the fuse that she had. Uh, she was a cruiserweight champ. Uh, yeah, women, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, women's champ. Yeah, so you know, um, multiple time women's champ. 
I'm a, I'm afraid that if they bring her in for like a, another segment, she most likely will be the 24 seven champ. You know, uh, I didn't think about that, but all right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, if you think about how like women's wrestling has changed over time, um, a lot of the divas that they had back then, I don't think they would survive now. But I think she'll be one of those people that oh, would, that yeah. would um, that would make it through. Yeah, absolutely. I think she could. You know, I think she didn't she appear in the Rumble or maybe Evolution or something like that. She appeared recently in wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, she's definitely uh, a standout in that that uh, that time day and age. Um, like I said, um, I, I I just I, I thought she was very very entertaining. Did you know? Did played her role very well um, as a valet slash wrestler, kind of a mixture of both, but uh, mainly wrestler. Um, but she was excellent, excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, who you got next, Kenny? Um, uh, we're gonna go to uh, women's wrestling. Uh, let's see. I mean, you you still have to mention her, even though she really hasn't done much. But that's uh, Alicia Fox. Well, we have crazy self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she is nuts. <laughs> but uh, Alicia Fox, she is the first African American Divas champ. Yeah. Um, that's like the and what's what sucks about it is is like you know you can't even say that it was like WWE creative that was holding her down. It was mostly like her yeah. because they they saw the 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 push in her to make her champ but you know obviously her personal life took over and just it was like a downward spiral from there where where you just don't even you don't you don't even see her anymore because when you do it's just it's, it's always something bad it's never anything good but yeah you know but like yeah. her her work with the with the bellas and the, you know that was pretty good you know too and and then just um her little comedy acts that she did in the closing of her career was something that I think that's what everybody remembers because I mean, people, when you ask it's like if, if people really doesn't doesn't know too much they'll be like oh I didn't know she was champ I was like yeah yeah she was you know it was it was short but she still had uh, you know a, a good run yeah uh, and she saw she, uh, <laughs> she initially debuted I don't know if you remember this as the uh, wedding planner that edge was cheating with vicky uh-huh. guerrero i don't know if you remember that but uh yeah she 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 was born in controversy and she left the business in controversy uh-huh. <laughs> um and uh so but yeah alicia fox will definitely be uh a name you'll you'll remember um we'll see if uh, <laughs> uh be fondly or not so fondly but you know overall you know she had good work i think you know if wwe would have just really uh they would have had nxt you know well of course they had developmental but i think you know they changed the game with nxt women's wrestling uh overall so i think uh you know if they had like a nxt or better developmental system then i think we could have seen a little bit more stuff from uh, alicia fox uh, better, you know, maybe a little bit better in ring work and whatnot, but uh, someone that needs to be mentioned for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my next, 
we talk about women's wrestler. We talk about it's boss time. Sasha Banks. Uh, we see her come in in NXT uh, 2013, I believe, uh, or she comes in developmental around 2013. Um, and you know she is, of course, on uh, <laughs> she's on NXT television as just this uh, white meat baby face. She's very much. Kind of has some parallels to The Rock, I'd say, a little bit. Um, and uh, we saw her uh, escort um, Triple H uh, and to uh, as one of his, I don't know, court members or whatever um, at uh, WrestleMania 30. Um, then shortly after that, she exploded. You know, so this boss character came about. Um, of course, she's. She would uh, always talk uh, very fondly about that the role that the American dream. He's the one that gave her that gimmick, uh, that boss boss gimmick. And um, she has a run, a big run with the uh, NXT Women's Champion, probably the most memorable one. Um, uh, you know, you know, we had like we saw Paige having it before her. Uh, Charlotte, I think, had it before her. Um, but I think uh, I think she's really set the tone for it, and I dare to say probably the best match within the last five years was her and Bailey at uh, Bailey Center, uh, excuse me, Barclay Center, uh, and uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn. That was a ten star match. <laughs> uh, great match. I just remember watching that just in, in awe. You know, just because of how how good that match was, It'll definitely going down and in wrestling there forever. Um, of course, we see her multiple time women's champ, the first ever women's uh, tag team champion with Bailey, uh, and then more recently, of course, she, she's the current SmackDown Women's Champion, and had been having a great feud, been having a great run with with the title. Uh, so, thoughts on Sasha Banks? Sasha Banks, future Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. um, in the making, um, hard worker in in and outside of the ring. Yeah, uh, definitely somebody who loves this business. Um, little bit of trouble here and there. I hate the way that creative has, you know, they book her half the time, and I think she also she took that break because she just didn't want to yeah. um, continue doing the same things over and over again. Yeah. Um, and like now with her current role now being, you know, super heel, I think it's, it's just, it's just great because like, I think her being a heel is way better than her being a face. Yeah. You know, you can tell she has more fun being that way Mm -hmm. with with her and, um, her and Bailey becoming, you know, the, the women tag champs, um, the first time around, which it was great. Because both of them being heels, they both show that they could, you know, like rule um, the the women's division, and they did. I mean, they were they were literally pulling like a triple duty, going to like Raw, SmackDown, and, um, and NXT. Um, I don't know what's next for uh, for Sasha Banks. I think once she drops the title to uh, Bianca Belair. Which is most likely bound to happen. I think she's probably going to take another break again. Yeah, you know, she's she's uh she's acting more. You know, yeah, she, yeah. she had that, she had that she had that role in, in um in the um, 
Star Wars. So it's mm-hmm. just like, you know, what's what's next for her? You yeah. know, I, I think she might get the rock treatment and just go Hollywood. You know? uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like that says, like I said, that's her her and Rock's career. Um, I like have very similar parallels. You know, uh, rose to the top really, really, uh, really fast, and you know, we're seeing a, a budding Hollywood career for sure. Uh, I think she should be somebody that um, that uh, Hollywood will would love to have. Uh, she's you know she she plays her role very well. Because if you know, if you see her, she's not that character. Yeah, is that character dialed up to ten, like they always say, right? But she's kind of like a nerd. <laughs> um, she loves anime. She loves pro wrestling. You know, uh, things like that. She loves video games. Uh, and uh, I, I love that she um, is a huge Eddie Guerrero fan. Uh, I think that's. So funny. I think. Well, one thing I would like to see if, if, and I don't know if we'll see it, but you know, maybe bring back you know this, uh, you know, because I think this is how kind of women's wrestling and wrestling in in general can evolve. We see it a lot with um, uh, Tessa Blanchard. She became Impact World Champion last year. Well, let's see what she can do. uh, You know, build her up as maybe like a United States Champion or Intercontinental Champion. Maybe that'd be kind of interesting. Uh, you know, if she, unless she decides, you know what, I'm going to just go to Hollywood, go to Hollywood role. Hey, you can do that too. But I think that, I think that's where, where you can see her next. You know, let's, let's, let's keep pushing, going up to the, uh, to the heavens, you know, uh, you know, talk about grab that brass ring, grab that brass ring, girl, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. So any, uh, final thoughts on, uh, the boss? Uh, No gonna move on to uh to, to my to my pick yes um and that would have to be naomi naomi okay yes. all right uh, uh, another first she was yeah. a, the first african-american women's champ yeah yeah becoming the uh smackdown women's champion uh i love her fight you know after the uh funko Dackles, you know uh, broke up and they decided to keep her around yeah you know, she trained herself to, you know, to fit the the mold that uh, WWE wanted as far as like their women's division. And you know, I, to me, I feel like you know she doesn't get enough shine like she's like she needs to. They keep sticking her in these um, tag, you know, tag team matches where they need to just like get, leave her as a singles competitor. I mean, she has the she has the it factor. She has. Uh, she's entertaining. She's good on the mic. She's a great wrestler inside the ring. You know, um, I just wish that they would have done. You know, they'll do more with her. Yeah. Um, one thing I would like to see whether so you know we have of course just got the elite the, the glow. Maybe after you know, maybe a year or so, but maybe do something where she has a heel run where you where you where you uh, where she turns the glow off and maybe it goes like all black or something like that you know maybe like a black leather uh, uh leather pleather get up kind of thing you know um where she just uh she's just rough and tough you don't want to mess with her uh, almost couples kind of like a jacqueline maybe mm-hmm. um roll that's something that i, I could foresee something uh, happening uh now the only thing is the glow of course is sells merch as we know uh, so we gotta, gotta you gotta take that in consideration but 
I think, you know, if I'm, I'm looking at it as a wrestling fan, you know, look, we're going to have her turn heel. Let's do it so that she um, goes all the way heel. You know, we kind of saw that, you know, or, of course, she's she's married into the Samoan dynasty. Um, is it, I always get them confused. Jimmy or Jimmy or Jay, one of her. I think I think it's Jimmy's her husband. Uh, I, I get them so confused. I think I think so. I think she's married. To, I think she's married to Jimmy. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, yeah, and I think because I think Jay's wife is not part of the business at all. If I remember that right. Yeah, she's, uh, she's married to Jimmy Uso. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Fatu. Uh, yes, it's a shoot name, brother. Uh, but, uh, they, uh, very, very underrated, uh, performer, like you mentioned. Um, I think, you know, I think they do something more, you know, maybe even look at look, They're going to keep her in the glow character, have her paired with Natty. They go after the tag titles. That should, that could be interesting too. But, uh, I would like, um, I, well, one thing you mentioned is like her fight from going from Funk and Dactyls to where she's at now. I'm Italy. I am a total bell, uh, total uh, Divas fan. Okay, I like to watch it. Uh, I haven't watched it here last few seasons, but one thing I did appreciate it was her. You know, of course, you know reality. I get it, but uh, she, you definitely saw that she just wanted that. That uh, she always wanted more. Just always strive for more, and more and more as she uh, kind of was climbing to the top. So, uh, you know, going from Funkodactyls to where she has where she is now, but uh, she's definitely someone that's scratching claw for everything she's gotten. Mm-hmm. So yeah, excellent, excellent pick. Um, my next one is the current Royal Rumble winner, my girl Bianca Belair, the EST of WrestleMania. Uh, I love, I'm so ever since I saw her in the May, May Young classic, she, you know, I immediately like, okay, that is someone I want to see on, uh, Monday Night Raw or SmackDown every week, immediately. Uh, the gimmick with the, of course, the, the hair whip, um, you know, never been a champion. Um, uh, like you alluded to, I think it's coming. Uh, I think she will, you know. Go up against Sasha. I think it's inevitable. Um, and like I said, you know, she had a, a, a Royal Rumble win this year. Uh, a lot of people wanted to say, oh, it's her feet touch, her feet touch. Who cares? Okay, it's pro wrestling. Shut up. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was a very emotional uh, win. I thought she uh, – I think I was, I was actually uh, – kind of gave me uh, some goosebumps just watching that interview and watching her – with her, her husband, uh, Montez Ford. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on Bianca? Uh, she is very relatable to the to kids now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she worked really hard. She's uh, like an athlete's athlete. Like you can tell how strong she was when she did that that uh, that segment on SmackDown with Bailey, and she had to lift up Otis like. That took a lot because, like, Otis can like prop you up and help you, yeah. you know. But like, you ha- your your physical strength has to like carry the rest. And she picked him up and walked with him like, yeah, like he was only a hundred pounds. That's the thing. Yeah. The fact, okay, she could have picked him up, just stood there. But the fact that she walked with him right there, that 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 showed her power right there. <laughs> and it wasn't and it wasn't like a slow walk. Like she jogged it. She was just like, yeah. all right, I'll pick you up and 
and keep yeah. it moving. Um, you know, she and I love the fact that she was very open about her her past as you know like the struggles that she went through as a teen and in college and that's why i said she's very relatable to a lot of the people you know to a lot of people now where they can they can look at her story and say like oh yeah i've you know i've gone through that too and i think that's why a lot besides her her in-ring um talent is is one of the reasons why people just are drawn to her and just love her so much because she could just you know she's going through the same things that a lot of other people went through um and then for her to win the 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 rumble was like icing on the cake for her you know you had this yeah. great you had this great run in nxt you come down to you know to the main roster and you know now you're just getting like this really big push and i hope it, like i said i hope it continues i hope that you know, come come WrestleMania, we you know they do crown a champion. If they do crown a champion, just give her a good run. Yeah. Don't yeah. Don't just give her like a run just because you think that the fans want to see it, and then two a month later you take the belt away from her like like you did Sasha. You know. Yeah, I, I think I mean I think she's over. I don't think I don't think that's gonna be happen. happen you know, uh, I, I, you know you see uh, the women's division right now is kind of dwindling a little bit. NXT has the strongest uh, women's division, but mm-hmm. I think because of that, uh, not because of that, but she, she right now she's she's uh, she's the, the the woman right now in my opinion. I think she um, I don't think she can be stopped um, for quite some time. Uh, and uh, like I said, just everything about her, she's you know like you said, relatable. The hair whip gimmick is great, except I don't like the theme music with the. Whoosh. Let's, 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 the sound effects in the beginning. Let's just. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of it. It's, it's you, know how, you know how WWE is. I know, I know, I know. Uh, but yeah, Bianca Belair, great. Um, well, we've been talking, you know, pretty heavily about WWE. What about uh, some some um, men and women in maybe AEW Impact, etc. Anybody in the stand of mind? Um, in AEW, let's see who do they have in AEW? Uh, Big Swole. Yeah, is uh, married to um, what's this guy's name from the Hurt Business? Um, 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 um. Cedric Alexander. There you go, Cedric Alexander. I mean, <laughs> I, I can't really say too much about. I mean, I can only talk about Big Swole <laughs> outside of AEW. Mm. You know, she had that feud with um, Britt Baker while she was in AEW, but like her work outside of AEW is just phenomenal you know mm-hmm. and she proves why she belongs in this business because she's wrestled with you know with men she's wrestled with women she did work in wwe for, for some time and i'm just hoping that you know that AEW once they start getting more uh once they get their women's division a little bit more you know in order that you know they give her a good push because yeah. i mean she can easily be in that title picture like for for the women's title or even if you give them a tag title and you know partner her up with somebody she's gonna she's gonna like she's gonna kill it right uh it would be uh i i i I don't understand what aw is doing with their women's division at at all right now they have this tournament going on she's not even in it like i don't even understand it (laughs) like she's not on tv week in and week out she definitely needs to be because they feature one one women's match and that's it. I think what it is is unfortunately with with AEW is that they're on a two hour 
two hour show every week and that's it you know um but still really no excuse i think uh of course they have AEW dark and whatnot but uh, you know i think they need a you know they have the talent there they just don't push them you know and it's just big swole is definitely one of them uh you can have somebody uh you know take that women's banner and uh, move with it so uh we're gonna do like a little bit of lightning round because we're at uh, we're pretty pretty far along here but uh guys like top flight and uh private party may w definitely some guys that are uh bring up to the future oh yeah uh, yes, we'll wrap it up with honorable mentions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Impact, we got uh, Fire and Flavor. Yes. Uh, right now, they're, currently, they're, they're the current uh, women tag team champs. Yeah, I, w- I was happy that they got that they got the belt. Um, you know, they they were like one of the legitimate tag teams that they have um, in Impact. Yeah, you know, as a whole. <laughs> yeah, men and um, women. And also, like you know, if you're gonna mention like good like african-american people that are in that business right now especially in impact you got to mention like moose yes um he's like next in line to be um the impact champion i think yep. he's gonna i think he's gonna fight uh rich swan who's a uh, who's their their current champion right now yeah, we didn't even talk about that you know, you know? Um, um and then who else you got chris bay who yep. You know, yep. he, was, he was their uh, X Division champion at, at, at one point. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still trying to fight for that for that title right now. Um, yeah, uh, well, Willie Mack. Willie Mack. Yeah. Oh, so Will, Willie Mack for his size and the way he moves in that ring, unbelievable. He moves like uh, TJP, man. Yep. <laughs> it's it's insane. He has standing moonsaults and everything, and he's a he's a big he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, another one we didn't mention. Well, we, well, I mentioned briefly Montez Ford, but uh, Street Profits, Street yes. Profits. Um, I think Montez Ford is going to be WWE champion one day. Uh, I think he's you know once we get that, uh, you know once he kind of we're gonna figure out a way. Well, of course, you know multiple time tag team champion, uh, NXT tag team champion. Uh, uh, both the, between um, D'Angelo Hawkins, uh, Hawkins and um, uh, Montez Ford. Mm-hmm. Montez Ford is an animal in the ring, <laughs> literally with, his, with the ropes. <laughs> I remember that one match he had. I mean, he was shaking the ropes. He shook them like all the way around the ring. It was impressive. Uh, but uh, yeah, Street Profits thoughts. Uh, I love the Street Profits. I've been a fan of theirs since um, they were in the Indies and they were doing like indie shows. Um, I got to meet them a handful of times. Um, and what's 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 funny is that every single time that they won the tag team titles, I've I was actually in the building for wow. like, ex- except for except for when they become when they became the uh, SmackDown obviously due to COVID, but yeah, but but yeah, it's it's. They're they're a great team. I think Montez Ford um is gonna be the breakout star from the group. I think so too. Um you know Sean Michaels, as you will, as you would say. Yeah, you know, he you know he's bound to get a, a, a singles push and you know I'm hopefully that his first title will either be like the US title or the IC title. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so too. Well, uh, Kenny, like I said, we're at about an hour and 43 minutes right now. 
think uh, this might be a good wrap up place. Uh, any final thoughts? Anything you, that you would like to see more of, less of, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, let's see. This more women's wrestling on AEW. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Um, hopefully we get the fans back into the stadium soon. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm still iffy about going to to events. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm going to this convention next month, but like, it's it's just because they the way they um they're gonna structure it is why I'm I'm gonna go. But um, yeah, hopefully with the guys that we talked about, you know, in this segment here, I hope they get some type of push where like you know Mania is right around the corner. And we can, we, you know, we can see Keith Lee in, in, into something. We can see, um, you know, Big E, um, Apollo, um, shit. We can even see our truth in, in something. Yeah, we need to talk about truth for sure. Yeah, I'm right there with you with this whole COVID stuff. I'm luckily I'm going to be getting the uh, vaccine next week, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm pretty pumped about that. But still, didn't mean that because I get the vaccine, that means it's not going away. Uh, yeah. So we got to still protect the people around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it. Uh, you know, I think, like you said, I think women in ADW can be featured a little bit more. Impact is an okay job. Um, ROH is absolutely nothing going on right now with the women's zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I think that was mainly due to COVID reasons and whatnot. Okay. Um, so, uh, but I, I'm I'm excited for the future just of. Um, you know, different uh, ethnicities get, you know, kind of climbing to the top. Um, and uh, I do like that. Uh, I like to see that. I like to see more of it. Uh, you know, just because it it brings out more realism, you know. It's like if you have the same type of person winning it over and over again, it's just it looks silly. Uh, so, uh, but I'm, I'm excited. So, Kenny, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media, where they can find your podcast and YouTube channel. So you can find the Call Up podcast on all major uh, streaming networks like, you know, Apple Pod, Spotify, uh, Google Play. And then you can catch um, also on YouTube. So I do interviews every Monday where you can find it, you know, on YouTube. If you want to watch the video or if you want to listen to it, either one will be there on, uh, on Mondays. And then if you want to chat with me, um, best way to chat with me is on Instagram at the call up, which is uh, D-A-C-A-L-U-P. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretty much answer everybody's questions. Mm-hmm. If, you leave a, if you leave a comment, I always comment back. Um, and if you give me a follow, I definitely will follow back. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that that I can say is true. And you can find me uh, at coming down the aisle on Instagram. That's primarily where I'm at. Um, Twitter down underscore uh, aisle. YouTube channel is budding. <laughs> uh, I've got one video up there right now. I'm gonna do some unboxings. I uh, just gotta find time to do it. You know, it's uh, it's it's been, it's rough. But oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, you can find me there. Um, release episodes every thursday night uh and we will um we, you know definitely have to do this again kenny maybe you come on and we'll do a watch along i felt like this was a good time just to do a special 
episode where both of us it's a the call up and coming down the aisle special here mm-hmm. so uh, uh if you want to sign us off uh, uh we will go ahead and uh, wrap it up all right guys thanks <laughs> <laughs>